0: Welcome to the Indian Prairie Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Joveney, Director of Innovation.
1: And Candy Michelle, Director of Professional Learning.
0: Today's episode, we will discuss sharing the school's story. Joining us today, we have invited Lisa Trout from Niqua Valley High School and Brian Weinsek from Waubonsie Valley High School to provide us with some insights on this topic. Welcome, Lisa and Brian. Will you please introduce yourselves?
2: Thanks for having us. I'm Lisa Trout. I am one of the media communications teachers at Niqua Valley High School. And also I am the department chair for media communications, family and consumer science and technology and engineering.
3: Hi, I'm Brian Weinzick. I am the media communication teacher at Waubonsie Valley High School.
1: Great, well thank you Lisa and Brian for being here today. We're gonna kick off the conversation by asking you to share some of the different opportunities our students at the high school level um, have in order to share their story um, within the school setting.
2: Between all three high schools, we all have so many different ways of sharing the student's story. The first and foremost is all three schools have a weekly news program where we're able to get out stories about students, about the school, about our communities. Uh, here at Niqua, we also have other ways of doing it. We have short NV Pulse stories that we can put out on the web. We do podcasts. We do studio talk shows for all levels of our media classes. Um, there's also, there's so many different projects that all three levels of media do that we could be talking for hours about it if we, if we really wanted to.
3: Yeah, we, uh, the past couple of years we've been trying to incorporate more, um, in addition to those types of traditional journalism, we've tried to incorporate more, uh, more ways for students to use their voice in a smaller format. So for example, social media, uh, whether it be Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. Um, so we take like a traditional minute and a half, two minute story, condense that into a shorter story that's more tailored to the 14 to 18 year old target audience. And it really kind of gives them a boost, as we'll probably talk about later. Um, you know, it gives them a voice to for people to actually people actually listen to hear the, the projects that they're working on through those social media.
0: In collaboration with not only the projects you guys work on, but our newspaper, our yearbook, and then other activities that are involved in the high school, what do the students say about this experience? I think they enjoy
3: the fact that their voice is heard, but it takes a long time for me to get them to understand that that they are kind of in control of their classroom and their curriculum, which maybe they don't have a lot of that power in other classrooms. I, I think that they it takes me a month to kind of get them to understand, look, you're creating something that will be heard by an authentic audience. And uh, sometimes they either don't believe you or they just don't understand, you know, you're giving me the keys to the car here. And uh, once they understand that and once we teach them the proper tools to do that, then uh, it works out really well. I think they just enjoy being able to use the way that they communicate with each other to communicate with the rest of the world.
2: And going along with what Brian said, it is tough to get them to realize they have a voice. We make sure they're telling that story in a responsible way with that voice. But it's a pretty awesome experience when they get to share their voice. I had a couple of students who created a podcast this year about the experiences with Black Lives Matter. It was three African-American students and they shared their experiences, their feelings, and it was pretty powerful to hear their words.
1: I love hearing how you're guiding students along the way and, and part of that process is through your own experiences. How do you um, talk with your students about preparing them for the next stage of their lives? Some of them may continue in media and others might go in other directions. What are some of those conversations or what do they sound like?
3: The world is changing as we know. Uh, you know, a conversation that we would have with students 10 years ago is completely different than the conversation we would have now. And that includes, you know, job opportunities, but it looks different now. There are jobs that exist now that didn't exist 10 years ago, and there's going to be jobs five years from now that will exist that don't exist now. And so uh, it's it's a conversation we have with both parents and with students as far as that is concerned. Uh, employment opportunities, uh, parents are looking for traditional media employment opportunities, and those don't exist anymore the other thing is that i tell students and parents you can take this media expertise with you wherever you go and i always explain to them during an open house or even to the students and if you're in business if you're in medical if you're in legal any of those fields you look on any website now and there's a video tab and you could take that experience with you as a lawyer as a doctor or in in uh any profession and i think it's really valuable
2: and we teach them other life skills, too, along with what Brian said. It's how to communicate, whether it's verbally communicate, whether it's through that media medium. We teach them how to do that, how to tell stories. How do you tell that story of that business online? How do you create that advertisement for that business? And it's, it's through stories. So there's so many different ways that we can use media In today's world, Brian's exactly right. It's, it's not just being on camera reporting the news. There are so many different avenues that students can take, you know, and we also talk to them about do what you love and love what you do. And if you, if you are doing something you enjoy doing, you will find a career in that you will make money in that you will be happy in that.
0: I would definitely say that is some great advice. I always think back to the advice my uh, dad told me that I'm going to work for a long time. So you may as well do something that you enjoy for that time, <laughs> because otherwise it's going to be a long 40 years. So you may as well enjoy it along the way. Smart so you, got, you got, He was a very smart man. I agree with that. Uh, you guys hit on, or Brian, you were talking about this a little bit that I'd like to kind of hone in on a little bit more on. You guys were talking about student agency and giving students that voice. Our K twelve teachers, we talk about student agency all the time. Can you guys dive a little bit deeper into that, and maybe some advice for our K eight teachers who are like, I'd like to embed some more student agency into my classroom. What are some things you would tell them?
3: Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think it it comes easy to us because that's what we what we do. But I try to think of in a, uh, a traditional math, English, science, social studies. I think you just the students have to be invested in what they're doing. So they have to be invested in a particular project. Um, Classes can incorporate more communication and more media. Uh, We've seen at the middle school level where they do morning announcements or they do uh, a weather report or something, you know, it's really fun that the students enjoy technically. um, So but they don't really know that their their audience is out there. It's kind of fun to to see. um, I'm trying to think of like um, uh, I want to say McCarty Elementary School does morning announcements. Um, I, we're trying to get Fisher to do like uh, announcements. And just I think in each classroom you can incorporate something like that. Uh, you know, whether you do a podcast, let's say in an English course where you uh, take on the form of Romeo and Juliet or uh, you're in a social studies where you're talking about media literacy. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways teachers can get creative with that. And, and I love to see that. And, and I'd love to help out with teachers that, that would want to do that.
1: So I'm gonna jump um, over to just talking about some of the streaming events, Um, specifically to this year, we've seen definitely an increase in some of those those events that need to take place because we're not able to be together in the ways that we used to be. so talk to us a little bit about setting that up and what what do you need to do to get that up and going? Because certainly it's typically, a, it's a live experience. So what do you need to provide your students and, and teachers to make that all go well and smooth?
2: Yeah, there is definitely an uptick in streaming events this year, as Brian can attest to as well. Um, and the events varied from doing things like our high school 101 night or de- department chair presentations to all the sports events. Uh, we're even going to stream the the band program's end of year celebration coming up. Um, we're starting today with taping our musical so that that can be streamed and edited. We're almost like shooting a, a movie. Setting up for things like that has definitely changed over the years. It's a lot simpler to do it now than it was even five years ago. And that's just based on equipment and the way technology has changed. It could be a simple plug a camera into a computer and through a program that we both use, stream that out on our YouTube channels. We've done simple things like that with some sporting events to bigger sporting events, such as basketball where you have announcers, you have replay, you have a clock, you have graphics, and more and more kids are invested in it. Um, the advantage is it gives students some real world experience. They get that experience of what it's like to do a live broadcast from announcing to the actual behind the scenes technical side of it, from directing it to running a camera, all that kind of stuff. So. Those authentic experiences we, we search for, we strive for and try and do. And this year, while the pandemic has not been a good thing, it's been a good thing for us where we've been able to provide those kinds of opportunities uh, more frequently for students to get involved with.
3: It's created a more captured audience or captive audience, I should say, <laughs> for us. Uh, it's great because in the past it was like, oh, it's nice that it's there and maybe grandma and grandpa will tune in and now it's almost an expectation and we get feedback from people all over the country of people that can tune in and watch, not only family members, but alum who wanna watch certain events. Um, so from that perspective, it's a it's a community service that we provide. I've always said that uh, and, and tried to get people to understand that, that it's it's something that we are providing not only to the Aurora and Aprilville community, but we are providing nationwide and, I, I don't know who watches worldwide or who listens worldwide, but that's there. It's out there. And then again, back to that authentic audience, it's it goes back to the student uh, experience. As Lisa said, um, it's, you know, we like, I said we, we will stream something where maybe 100 people will watch um, and we could have an event where 5000 people watch. And that's that's a big deal. 5000 people are watching your every move, whether you're a director or a producer or you're running the camera. Or you're talking about a play that happens in front of you, and and they love that. The students love that. They, you know, you show them the physical number. Of, oh, five, six thousand people just watched this football game tonight. That's pretty cool. Uh, and so, really, from all angles, it's great to see both from the student perspective and from the community perspective.
0: That's amazing that you guys are able to partner with your students to provide those awesome experiences, and for people just to be able to view them all across the country, and really just have a view into what's happening at your schools, which is amazing. So if we're going to ask you to go down memory, memory lane here a little bit. What's a moment or a memory that is really kind of stands out to you that you have filmed, you've streamed, or your students have filmed during your time at your schools?
2: Three that came to mind when you had asked me that question to think about it was, we've had the opportunity to interview Jenna Bush when she came to the school on a book tour. Uh, Cameron Diaz when she came on a book tour, um, but one of the one of the times that we look back and as a school celebrated together, we had a day we called Evan Lysacek Day, back in 2010. Evan is a niqua grad from I think class of 2003 or four, somewhere early on, and he had won a gold medal in uh, figure skating, and we came he came back to and we honored him he was also part of dancing with the stars at the time but just the the work that went into that with coordinating with the morning broadcasts for all the chicago stations to the presentation we did on stage to the interview that students got to do with him prior to that event just the whole day was kind of like a whirlwind but um, it's something that we definitely talk about still to this day 11 years later we're still talking about evan lysacek day and Um, I mean, there's been lots and lots, but those are probably some of the three that that stood out and came to mind right away.
3: Most memorable. uh, We had a speaker come to Wabonzi and it was part of a social studies series uh, who had um, he had survived uh, the attack uh, on 9-11. He was in the World Trade Center. And so he came out to speak at the auditorium and it was uh, we're going to bring the social studies people down there. And we thought, well, we could stream this and record it and carry it to people who who would want to listen to that. Um, and that was the first part of that, was to be able to carry that kind of content to the community. Uh, it's one of our highest videos right now, it's close to 100,000 views. Um, the second part about that was that, the and I, I the gentleman's name escapes me right now, but he was willing to do an, a, an interview for our weekly news program and so we had two students uh interview him they came up with the questions on the spot because he just we just said hey can we do an interview there wasn't much planning involved we sat down with him uh we set up the equipment and i took about 10 steps back and i let the two students go and interview this person and they learned so much not about the interview process but just about the humanity of 9 11 because they were so young when that took place and you know that's journalism that that teaches other people something but it teaches them something as well and so it was you know they they shed a tear that day and i thought oh, that's that's a great experience for them to go through that and uh they they remember that and they enjoy that so it was that was probably one of our most memorable media moments i would say
2: and i think the one thing that all of our students too get from this is they realize while People that they interview may be well-known and may be famous. They're just like everybody else. When they get that chance to sit down and talk with them, they you know, the phrases, they put their pants on one leg at a time like everybody else, but they hear those personal stories. They realize they're just another human being, and it brings them back down to earth. I think those are some neat experiences for our students as well.
1: I love uh, just listening to everything you're sharing about your students. And I can um, not only can I hear some of the passion and, and the pride that comes through, um, but I, I get to see your faces too. So I know the, the nodding of the head and the smiling helps, but um, it's certainly, it's inspiring. Um, and just curious, what what's next? What, you, you have some school year left and next year, what are you thinking about?
3: Oh man, doesn't everybody say to, to go back to normal, right? <laughs> um, but I, I think we're going to carry this, though, Lisa kind of talked about how the streaming continues. And I'd like to carry that momentum forward. I, I, I hopefully people know now that that exists and that service is provided to them. We can't do as many, I think, as we've been doing this year, um, but I think students, it's going to be a bigger part of the program than it has before. And for Waubonsie, it was, um, you know, was mostly, well, we'll do football games and we'll do basketball games. And now I think it's well. It's more than just that. It's more than just sports. It's more than athletics. And so that'll be a big part for us. We're just trying to. Trying to learn from the students and I'm trying to change with them. And so a lot of this year has been well, you tell me about how you consume news. And so like we're learning about TikTok and we're learning about Snapchat And, and not in the traditional way that I think parents understand it. But, you know, there are news outlets that are now using those those media. And so. They're teaching me. Well, show me like what's a news story that you would want to watch or a news story that you would want to listen to. And so that's kind of our next step, I think, is how can we change our weekly news program to sort of mirror what they look at on their phones?
2: I would agree with what Brian said. It's it's trying to make it relevant for the students, whether it's the stories we're telling or how we're telling it. How do you make it relevant for students? How do you get students to want to care? about creating it, about listening to it, about watching it. And I think whether that's through podcasts, whether that's through social media, whether that's through streaming. um, Yeah, it's kind of always, we're always changing. We're always trying to be as current as we possibly can, which in some cases it's difficult to, but we're trying.
3: And it's just fun. It's, I tell the parents and the kids like, this is how great is this that you get, to do something like this throughout your day we have people from outside of our district that we talk about what we do and what we have and and there are a good number of high schools that have these programs around but uh you know my my two sons we live in the oswego school district and they don't have this type of program and so a lot of people are like you guys are really lucky to have that and we are we're extremely lucky and grateful uh to be able to do this and i think the students love it as part they're part of their day that they come in and it's, you know, it's a hands on program. Um, They don't have to listen to me talk for 45 minutes or 70 minutes. They take control of the course and they they just they love it. They have a great time and we try to convey that. Have fun with this. You know, that's life is is tough. You know, come on in and enjoy some things and and talk about some things. And uh, it is it's from my perspective as a teacher. I love it. I really do. And the students love it, too.
2: And it's also great where as instructors, there's four media instructors in the district and the four of us get the chance to collaborate a lot. We get to bounce ideas off of one another. And I think um, I can't speak for Brian, but I know I've learned stuff from him over the years that I'm very appreciative of. And hopefully we've been able to share some things with him um, that they've been able to use and not just equipment, but ideas and things like that as well too. So it definitely is fun, and the students enjoy it. We always hear from them that says, oh, I love this. This is definitely a break in my day taking this class, and that's why I enjoy being in it. Well,
1: thank you, Lisa and Brian. Um, we really appreciate you sharing your student stories, but in this, I'm also hearing your stories and, and your heart and, and what you bring to the table. So I've learned a lot from you today, and I appreciate all you do, and Brian, i are excited that you had the opportunity to share some of your story today.
2: Thank, well, you. thank you for giving us this opportunity. It's been great.
1: We would like to thank both Lisa and Brian for their time today. We've enjoyed listening to the many ways your department helps our students share their voices through a variety of formats. We know your students appreciate the support you provide to them each day. We would also like to thank members of our curriculum instruction team for their leadership on this topic and extend a special thank you to members of our communication department, Janet Bulio and Clayton Urbanic for making the podcast happen. If you have any further questions, please email your questions to curriculum at IPSD.org. We'd like to thank you for your time today and hope you've enjoyed being part of the conversation.